This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I am Heather Caro. And I'm Marcus Ashlock. And we're your hosts today, broadcasting from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thanks for joining us. We had a great first hour. How was it for you, Marcus? Very enjoyable. I'm great interesting topics yeah people so we had the first hour with saint lambert's was uh, a couple mothers talking about holy hour for families and then the second hour was the young adult group at the mm-hmm. cathedral and so we're just highlighting some of the great things going on in our listening area of sioux falls um that maybe might inspire other parishes to follow suit if you've missed either of those interviews and want to go back and listen to them again. We'll put them up on the podcast uh, on our website, realpresenceradio.com, later today. Or wherever you pick up your podcasts, you can just look up Real Presence Live and pull them up there. Mm-hmm. So great conversations, definitely worth the listen. But we're moving on. Rhonda, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So tell the listeners a little bit about who you are. Well, I think the first thing I should share is I'm an introvert by nature. Me too. But um, <laughs> when you asked me something I'm passionate about, I could go on forever. So you might have I love to, it. Uh, yes, perfect me off. So um, other than that, I am married to my husband, Keith, and we have three children. They're all grown, Tiffany, Wyatt, and Taylor. And then we have six grandsons. Oh. Mm. All boys. All of those were boys until on Good Friday this year, the Lord blessed us with a granddaughter. (laughs) So, yes, my husband was very happy with the six grandsons. He's got half a baseball team right Right. there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but um, I'm super excited to have a granddaughter. How exciting. But, yeah, we've been members at St. Michael for about 27 years. I have been working at St. Michael for 19 of those years. So. Yeah. yeah, when Rhonda came in, she's like, you look familiar. And I'm like, yeah, I've seen you at St. Michael's. She's just a staple Yeah, at yeah. St. Michael's. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love so. it. I love it. So we're excited to have you share um, part of your job at St. Michael's, and that is Love is the Mission. So tell us what that is. Okay. Well, yes, um, Love is the Mission was started, let's say, uh, way back before I even started was there. So okay. uh, Monsignor Doyle in his mission statement in starting St. Michael was part of it was serve the people of God. Mm-hmm. And so that's been just what St. Michael does was serve the people of God. And so when I stepped into my um, position 19 years ago, answering this still small voice from Sylvia Wensing asking for help, <laughs> I um, took on the job of activities director. And then just a little while later, uh, uh, yes, it was Father Joe Vogel who said, hey, we, you know, we don't have a youth director right now. Could you step into that role um, mm-hmm. until we find somebody? Well, it's 19 years later, and mm. I'm still doing youth and activities directing. So it's only one hour a week. <laughs> yeah, you can do yeah. It. <laughs> exactly. So um, w- within that, that mission statement, serve the people of God, um, you know, we've been doing that in our city for for years Mm -hmm. and then in 2005 when hurricanes katrina and rita hit louisiana i had um answered another call from somebody seeking help and we went down there for five years and did some rebuilding with them wow and that's how kind of our mission um in the united states started then after those years we started 
doing mission work with Catholic Heart Work Camp. Mm-hmm. That is an organization here in the United States, and we would go to st- different places in the United States. In 2014, we ventured out a little bit further to Belize mm-hmm. uh, with Catholic Heart. And while we were there, we met an organization called Praying Pelicans. And they did mission all over the world. Say that again. Praying Pelicans. Okay. They're, mm-hmm. they're based I was wondering out of, if I heard that right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're based out of um, Minnesota. Okay. So okay. Uh, we met them on our trip to Belize, um, and that was, what, 2014. Um, 2016, we went to Rome, and so it kind of started to be like every other year we would do an international trip, mm-hmm. and then um, in 2017, I took a group of young people to Milwaukee, Hmm. on a Catholic Heartwork camp. And it was on the way home. These kids were just on fire, and they were wanting to do something um, something more. Mm-hmm. And they were desiring something more. And so they started asking me if I would take them to Haiti. Oh, and really? Yes. And that was uh, something that my heart never felt at rest in. And yeah. so, I, you know, I said, you guys, there's, there's lots of things. You know, there's lots of work to do in Haiti, and, and I... <laughs> I hope the Lord accomplishes that. Right. But I, I, I couldn't get there personally. Mm-hmm. So then they started Guatemala. One of our um, young ladies that was in the group uh, had a, I think it was a cousin or an aunt who had adopted a child from Guatemala. And so that's how that kind of got started. Mm-hmm. And so we, I said, okay, I'll, I'll look into this. And mm-hmm. um Unbeknownst to this woman I was in a Bible study with, a few days later, I come into the Bible study and we, we share just a little bit in the beginning about, you know, what we've been doing. And I think she had known that, you know, we had, I had been on a mission trip. Well, then she started sharing about her grandson who was from Minnesota who had been on a mission trip in Guatemala and what a life-changing thing this was. Mm. So I said, thank you, Lord. This is my sign. I had met praying pelicans earlier, so I mm-hmm. contacted them. Um, and we started to just research, go into Guatemala. And in the midst of that, you know, the Lord is doing all this providential working in the background, you mm-hmm. know, that, yeah. um, like I said, unbeknownst to a lot of us. And we partnered with a church in Guatemala, um, Father Rudy mm-hmm. was the, the priest there, and he knew of this place that he would go in and do a mission church in himself, okay? And so um, that was Playa de Oro, which means Golden Beach. So these people had settled here in uh, Playa de Oro because it was a a good place to mm-hmm. near water. There's yeah. fish, there's food, um, many years ago. But since, the water has been polluted. Yes. Um, mm. And so it is no longer golden, and these people have been known as now the Forgotten Village. It's been polluted by the city. They could care less, you know. Um, and so in 2018, uh, under Father Tom Hartman, who was there as our associate at St. Michael at that point, um, him and Deacon John and I took this group to Playa de Oro. And so we walk into the village, and there's nobody around. Huh. And so we start walking around doing a village walk, and uh, we they meet. I actually stayed back to see if people would come, but um, 
it was Deacon John and Father Tom and a couple of our other people who walked around and they met a, a lady named Miss Delila. Mm-hmm. And she has since passed away. She was an elderly lady, a grandma mm-hmm. of the village. And um, the first thing that they actually, um, she spoke a, a mixture of Mayan and Spanish, so didn't understand mm-hmm. a lot of what she said, but we mm-hmm. did understand this. And that was that, um, thank you for coming to my village when no one else has. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so... Um, and then people started coming. Once they knew that we were really coming, they had been promised this before and nobody ever came. Mm-hmm. So uh, once they knew we were there, they all came to the um, community celebration is what we called it. And this is kind of our first introduction mm-hmm. with everybody. And the so, love was present right then. In a place that needs so many things, where do you start? Yeah, that was, that was a good question. And so going in... Um, Our main priority was the children, because we knew we were going to be working in a school, Mm -hmm. so we were going to do vacation Bible school with the children, but we also had planned to do a food distribution. Mm -hmm. And so, during the food distribution, we sat down with each of the families and um, talked about their joys and their sufferings. Um, You know, we all have those every place we live, but we Mm -hmm. wanted to know more about them and what they were doing here in Playa de Oro. And so... There were three things that were mentioned um, mostly, and the number one was uh, potable water. They mm-hmm. did not have good, clean drinking water. And they're right on the ocean. They're, they're right on a lake. On a lake. Mm-hmm. On a lake. Yep, it's Lake Amatilan. Mm-hmm. So, but it's polluted. And so, yeah, no. Um, they did not. They had, uh, the municipality was bringing in piped water, um, but they put, these in these big it looks like a plastic silo thing that Mm -hmm. they would just pour water in never clean never Mm. nothing um and so that that's the water that they were using and so um you could see it in the children that uh, especially a young lady named mariella who was constantly dealing with um intestinal worms Mm. from from the water. So that was one of the things that all the families mentioned was the water. Transportation was another one. Um, Higher education was another one. And so, um, but the potable water is what Mm. really stuck with us. So, um, yeah. That's amazing. Mm. So if you're just tuning in, we are talking with Rhonda Kelsey from... uh, St. Michael's Parish, and we're talking about love is the mission. It's a mission that's been going on for quite a while um, at St. Michael's Parish here in Sioux Falls, and we're just talking about some of the things that they have done, and we're just getting into uh, Guatemala and your mission in Guatemala. There's a lot more to share. There's a lot more. (laughs) So we're going to take a quick break, folks, and when we come back, we're going to have more with Rhonda and love is the mission out of Guatemala and St. Michael's Parish here in Sioux Falls, so stay with us. More Real Presence Live right after this. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 
It's no secret that parents and students alike love the University of Mary, the nation's most affordable, serious Catholic university. The Mary community provides students with a home away from home, one that is grounded in the rich vibrancy of the church. With nearly 60 degree programs, 18 NCAA Division II athletic teams, and a thriving university ministry program, there's something for everyone. Find your place at Mary. Visit cometomary.life. Real Presence Radio is available on Google Assistant devices, including Google Home, phones, tablets, and smart displays. To start this action, say something like, Okay, Google, talk to Real Presence Radio. It will then ask what station you want to play, to which you can respond, Play Sioux Falls, or Play AM 970, or Play WWEN. From there, you can use words like Play, Pause, and Stop. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere, on Google Assistant devices. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers vision therapy services for children and adults. Symptoms of poor reading comprehension, headaches, tired eyes, and poor coordination can be indicators of eye movement conditions which affect reading and learning. Eye movement disorders are often undetected by school vision screenings and regular eye exams. For more information about how vision therapy can help treat these conditions, our website is www.lumen.vision. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Marcus Ashlock. And we are talking today with Rhonda Kelsey. She is uh, from St. Michael's Parish here in Sioux Falls. We're talking about Love is the Mission. It's a nonprofit that St. Michael's has set up. And talking about the great work that they've done through the years. And we just got started on Guatemala, your first trip to Guatemala. Um, Kind of your experience of what it was like, what your goals were. So, um, when it came time to leave, tell us about that. Yes. Um, you know, right away it was like leaving your family behind. Mm. Yes. And so, uh, we decided at that moment that this was going to be an hasta luego, not an adios. <laughs> so that means see you later, not goodbye. And so, how um, long did you stay the first time? We were there in the village for Sunday through Friday, so six okay. days that we had been with these same people. Okay. And um, so it, it was in Asa Luego, but we and we knew that we had to come back and we had to do something after hearing all of these um, things from the families at the food distribution, you know, about the water and stuff. But we had no idea about what that would look like. Right. And so um, we say our goodbyes with tears and our our hasta luegos Mm -hmm. um, with tears and get on a bus and we meet this um, tour guide because we were going to take a tour to Lake Atitlan, um, another lake in Guatemala. And the gentleman, Diego, was on the bus and he just explained to me that he had um, not been on 
as a tour guide for this trip until like the day before. And he said they called me because somebody had to cancel and, and here he was. And we talked to him about what we had just experienced in um, Playa de Oro. He's from Guatemala, a different area of Guatemala. And um, so then when, you know, we talk about the water, he says, well, I know some guys from Idaho who do these this type of work. Hmm. And, you mean like uh, digging wells and that? Kind yep, of yep. They do water projects in Guatemala. Uh, I cannot remember the name of their group because we actually didn't go through them. But I contacted them when we got back, and um, so that was my like my first "this can be done" hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. So, how big um, of a village is it? There's about 125 families in the okay. village. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, some of them quite large. One of our favorite families um, has 11 children, and okay. so um, yeah. But so Diego introduced us to something, and then there was also um, uh, another gentleman who had um, worked with praying pelicans. And he had also worked with another organization called Healing Waters. Mm-hmm. And that was based out of Colorado Springs in, in the United States. And so um, when we're leaving, the verse from the Epistle of St. James, um, where he says, you cannot tell your, your, your people when you're leaving, go and keep well fed without doing something about their need. Hmm. So that kept just running through my head. Father Tom and Deacon John and everybody on, you know, this trip had that same feeling, you know, what can we do? What can we do? So come back to the United States. I get in touch with these two organizations. And um, eventually, after way too long for me, because I'm a, I'm a get her done, <laughs> yeah. um, we, we did partner with the Healing Waters out of Colorado Springs, and they started to um, make a plan for us. And so in then it was March of 2019. This was in July of 2018, our first trip. March of 2019, we took our second trip with just adults mm-hmm. who were going to um, explore options and uh, just do some mission as well. We did a roof and everything then that year. Um, the school's roof was not very good at that time. But anyway, so research, we meet with the, <clears throat> we also in building this or starting to plan this water project, we needed the people in the village to trust us. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So we had also, um, to get this done, they had to develop what they call a Kokodi, which is, um, well, they already had the Kokodi developed, but um, it's kind of their governing board of the village. And mm. so they had to kind of be on board with us too when we, we started to do this. And so that's how we started building this relationship and, and coming back in 2019, letting them know, yes, we're here with you. We're not leaving you. Um, wasn't just a one-time It thing. wasn't just a one-time. We mm-hmm. said we'd be back. Here we are. Mm-hmm. And so we started to build um, those relationships with the people there. They started to trust us. We came back again in um, July of 2019, again, with a mixed group, because we take uh, juniors and seniors and high school, college-age kids, and and then adults with us on these trips to um, Guatemala. What I find surprising and sad is the fact that uh, they had a history of bad experiences with missions yeah mm. well and that's really what's no. sticking out in my yep. head is like that you had to earn their trust yes. so how many negative experiences did they have before well i think most of their negative experiences was with their government people promising uh, them stuff that 
promising them clean water, promising them to clean up the lake and it never being done. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was there. So the trust issue was big. And that's how, you know, in, in this project taking this long, um, which really wasn't long in the big scheme of things. But um, for us mm-hmm. Americans. But for, mm-hmm. yes, for us Americans. And so I, I understand that the Lord was working on allowing us to gain their trust before this would have even worked. If they didn't trust us, they wouldn't be drinking the water that we mm-hmm. were bringing in. Mm. So that that part had to be done. So yes, um, the water project did um, get completed despite COVID. So <laughs> after we went in July of um, 2019, we took one more trip in January of 2020. And that's when the they were starting the the water project, and it was supposed to be done in March. Well, right then is when COVID hit, so there was some some um, snags. Mm-hmm. It did get finished, I think, early May of 2020. But we well, were that's not, not too much of a delay. No, know. yeah, but again, <laughs> for me, waiting on clean yeah, water. So. Yeah, I wanted it, you know, way back when. So yeah, yeah it was long, but. Um, so we did not even get to see the project uh, because of COVID until July of 2021. Hmm. And so we were finally able to get so back tell, into the village. Tell yeah. us about that first trip back after they had their water. Yes. So just, um, I, don't, I, I can't even put words to it. It's one of those things that... Um, Seeing the people there in line to get their water jugs and to know that you were really making a difference, there, there's not words for that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it, it's a heart feeling and you just, mm-hmm. I, I, I can't even explain it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, well, and I'm just envisioning, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yep. first world problems because, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, our water isn't hot enough for our water. Oh, da, 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 sure. da. Right. But we can get it in our home. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. we would think we were being tortured if we had to go. Oh, yeah. And fill a jug of yeah. water. But, I mean, that's like perspective for you. Or right? how many times do you cringe when you have to boil your water? You know, there's oh, a boil. Oh, sure, every you know, once in a while. Every yep. once in a while. Yeah. So, yeah. imagine Incredible. doing that every day. But So, when you've gone back subsequently after these wells were put in, could yep. you see the difference in the health of the people? Yeah, so we continued to monitor. So, we had done some, uh, brought some doctors over throughout this time as well Mm -hmm. and so did some medical clinics and we have been um we treated for um intestinal worms right before they started drinking the water and so mariella who was an eight-year-old little girl who weighed about 40 pounds um is kind of our our test child Mm -hmm. (laughs) to say Mm -hmm. because she lives right across the street from the school which is where the actual water plant is is right across this right next to the school um and so we know that she's now drinking the clean drinking water she just looks so much more healthy has so much more energy Mm -hmm. um is gaining weight at, at about five pounds um, each time we go, so um, excited to go back again here at the end of July, first of August, and see mm-hmm. see how she's doing. Um, but so one of the other things that, other than medical, that we have been working on in the village would be like. Um, so one of the issues was um, education for their children. Mm-hmm. You, you go into the school. So we had our principal. 
uh, Lisa Hugh-Miller, who is now retired from <laughs> the school there, but she went on our last trip to Guatemala and she looked at the school and just the, the difference in the education that these children get to the education that we get in the United mm-hmm. States is just um, far, far yeah. span. But um, their government had donated to the school um, 16 computers. Mind you, this village is a rural village and has no capability for any Wi-Fi or anything in the village. So mm-hmm. these computers were pretty useless. Right. Um, so another project that we work on, and we do some fundraising at St. Michael's through our uh, trivia nights. And so um, we did a fundraiser in February for the the educational part of this. And um, just before that, I had met my new best friend, her name is Rachel, and she is a device. Um, Rachel stands for Remote Area uh, Community for Education and Learning. Huh. Hmm. And it's a server. So Cisco and um, World Possible have come together and made a server device that has, I can't even tell you, terabytes of information on it, different websites that have been downloaded on it, and you take it to um, a a remote village and they have access. So. Um, Literally opening the world. Opening Mm. the world. And that's why World Possible is called World Possible, because the first time that they took this to a village, I think it was in Africa, a kid said, now the world is possible. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And so just in April, my daughter Taylor and Jenna and I, who had been um, just young college girls on our first trip in 2018, are now uh, working women out in the the workforce, uh, went with me, and we took Rachel to Playa de Oro, the school in Playa de Oro. So the kids are now, uh, the first thing that they have to learn in using the computers, of course, is touch typing. So Mm -hmm. we have um, now just hired our second employee for um, Love is the Mission. The first one was Julio, who had worked with uh, the water projects that uh, Healing Waters did. And so he is overseeing our water project in there he takes care of all the maintenance and stuff and our second one is a gentleman named Stephen who is helping to teach computers to the children in the school so fantastic work thank you we didn't even get to all your notes i know (laughs) just the hopes for the future i guess um i'll try to touch on you know it's just to continue as we mentioned that that personal relationship that we have with these people to continue to go we invite all of your listeners to to join us join us um in prayer first join us on a trip um why don't you give out the website real quick before we have to go? Okay, i got to remember what that is. Actually, if you go to um, St. Michael, just Google St. Michael, because if I tell you what that website is, it, it's too long. It is, and it's it got is. a weird Yep, and if you that. go mm-hmm. under grow, or connect, or connect and then grow, um, love is the mission is a, a link right there. Yeah. So you'll Great. be able to see our next trips and how you can help us beautiful Rhonda thanks for joining us today I'm glad we got the word out about yes, this thank you mission. for asking me thank yeah. you thank you all right folks we got to t- take a quick break when we come back more real presence live right after this live engaging and local 
This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Music. 